Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched two things this week. We started off with Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and while we don't go too much into the plot spoilers, we do talk about a lot of details of the film, so if you plan on seeing it, you probably want to come back to this episode afterwards. And then we watched the new Apple TV Plus film, Tetris. Spoiler alert for that one, it is based on a true story, but keep that guidance in mind, and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points, and without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, we saw Dungeons and Dragons. Was this a teeth puller for you? Yes, it was. I will say, it, okay. what's funny is, <laughs> you know, we, were, we were talking about teeth pullers, and I I don't know, I, it's hard to explain, but this movie, I was pretty anti-watching it. It's not anti-enough. Obviously, you don't force us to do anything. So if yeah, I yeah, had yeah, yeah, that yeah. much of an issue, you wouldn't right. have made me go right. watch it. Like, I'm pretty down, right. you know? But yeah. the trailer just upset me. Like, I just, it, it was giving... You know how like you have like the Monty Python and all that kind of stuff from back in the day and Princess Bride, and then you get yes. these movies that are clearly kind of trying to like recapture a little bit of that yes. kind of vibe, I guess. This was yeah. giving Your Highness. Remember Your Highness? I do remember <laughs> Your like Highness with James I Franco I only, and Seth Rogen. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. I saw it. Oh my God, Natalie Portman. That's Natalie right. Portman. Yeah, she tricked me into watching yeah. it, and I I hated it. I wanted to die. Just kidding. But I just I was just like <laughs> I hated it. You know, I was like, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. But um. So this was giving me that and kind of okay. channeling a little bit of that, like James Gunn kind of like, oh, let's use a classic rock song and just try to make it. And I just was like, oh, get me out of here. I don't want to watch I, this. Did they do a classic rock? I don't even recall it. I, I think they used Zeppelin or something, but I remember that. Oh. And I just, I've seen it a few times. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like, please, please. So <laughs> in fairness, I managed to avoid the majority of the trailers and I mm, did okay. get the sense that the trailers did it a huge disservice. You know, but then you've seen the movie and it sounds like you were not a big fan of it. Well, no. So what's funny is, I mean, I went in with like gutter expectations, but I actually quite enjoyed myself. (laughs) Way to bury the lead. (laughs) Thank you. Because I, I, I would not have watched this film. Like if someone, I guess if a ton of people were like, oh, it's amazing. Go watch it. Then maybe I would have said, okay, fine. But yeah, I had zero. I had plans. Sometimes you don't have plans to watch something. I had plans to not watch. Like right. it was like, I won't be. Okay, so I was right. The all. trailers did it a disservice. <laughs> to me, to me, absolutely. But apparently, to like the number, I mean, it's doing pretty well. I think people must have. I mean, I, I think it has a following. But yeah, people. Well, they worked on people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that that was the most interesting thing about it to me going into it, where I was just like, I feel like, you know, the thing about Dungeons and Dragons is it's not like there's like a canonical story, right? It's not like right. you are adapting a very specific I'm sure there are references and things in it but it's not like there's you know there's no Frodo there's no Harry Potter there's no whatever it is that you're like this appears in it and therefore it is this thing and so to slap that name on it you know I I think for people who don't know it it doesn't necessarily hurt it because Dungeons and Dragons is having its resurgence and all this stuff you know like Stranger Things is probably uh, you know responsible for a great deal of that but for the hardcore people, I was like, yeah, they're like odes to it. But it's still it's just like a random fantasy movie at the end of the day that references a couple things that are in D&D. And I never played D&D, but my, my understanding with what you're saying is like, this would be, here's a world, here are beings that exist in the world, and here are what their abilities are. And yes. then you can just go and make a story with all those pieces, which is kind of right. Yeah, really like a blank slate which is kind of cool like you could do whatever you want really <laughs> you know and like yeah. take it as far as you want really yeah no I mean people do they make you know very complicated and I don't know how aware you are of the sort of fight that I want to say it's Wizards of the Coast and 
Hasbro effectively are in with like their creators. No. So so they I, I will have to get check this in the notes, but basically they were like, you know, because people have podcasts, there's critical role, which you know became super famous as a byproduct of it. People like make content from Dungeons and Dragons because there is it's an open world effectively, right? And I think they were like, hey, you have to pay us if you want to do this now. Like, you cannot just do this for free anymore. You cannot just, like, monet, you know, license out, even though it, this, you know. And so people are really, really upset about it. Rightfully so, because it, it's not like they're being like, oh, you've taken this character and done a spinoff series or whatever it is. You've taken a format and, you know, some of the rules and some of the lore. But some of the lore is like like elves. You don't own elves. You know, you don't own yeah, like, that's, yeah. dragons. You don't own dungeons. I was like, pick it up with Pick it up with Tolkien, like you know what I mean. Like there, right, so right, many right. of the beings and stuff, and, and other other creators as well. But but right. he is credited with a lot of like what we know of modern fantasy. But it, yeah, it, it's that's funny because it's like you're using you yourself as the game maker are using all kinds of different inferences to make these things. So right, unless you have right. a, so, a character, a specific character name that you're using, it's like what's what's the intellectual property or intellectual property here. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So so I was also going to be curious because there was all this backlash about the brand from the hardcore players. Were they going to take it out on the movie, which it sounds like they didn't. You know, most of the folks I've talked to who are hardcore D&D players like really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it as someone tangentially, you know, aware of some of the tropes involved in it. But I'm not like not for lack of trying, actually, because <laughs> I've tried to get D&D campaigns going. But <laughs> I'm sad Jackie isn't here for this one because I know she of all of us is the only one who's played consistent has she yeah right? i i know i don't i don't know that she i don't know that she plays it or not but i know she's played strategy games of that sort i guess okay and has i thought she involved yeah. that stuff. i don't know if she does i do know that she was looking forward to seeing this somewhat though so i know that yeah i don't know if that was just because she thought the trailer was good or because she likes the players well, i don't think it's that it is, but, but... <laughs> yeah, i don't know i think she likes some of the cast too but i think i i know she was she was interested in watching this she wasn't it wasn't like me where i was like oh my god like Drag, drag yeah. me kicking and screaming type of thing, you know? Right. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. I was right on <laughs> no. this one. I did it. <laughs> well, no, you were. You were. Because the thing is, is like when I, while I was expecting your highness, I felt like what I got was a little more akin to say like Stardust. And mm. I love Stardust, especially yeah. as an adaptation. That's like one of the rare, like I, I like the Neil Gaiman work as well, but that's one of the rare adaptations that I actually return to much more than I return to the source. Like I actually liked it better, I think, than I, yeah care for that book and uh, I think it's so fun and cheeky and just it captures that like that fun of the kind of Monty Python and that kind of thing that yes. I feel these films are often trying to recapture and this felt like a almost a, a sister movie to that we're gonna take a quick break and be right back and we're back I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been trying to figure out what like a comp is for it because it's not Monty Python because I, no. I love yeah. Monty Python, but Monty Python is so silly that like, like my dad is the Monty Python person. My mom is not, you know, but I could absolutely see my mom enjoying Dungeons and Dragons because she likes fantasy movies. So, yeah. and I think he would enjoy it too because of some of the silliness. Right. Monty Python, I would say is a comedy and I would say yes. this is an action adventure that is humorous. Like, like, yes. so when I, when I do say they try to capture that Monty Python or, or Princess Bride, it is like infusing that brand of humor yeah. into a fantastical setting but but these are more action heavy or kind of quests well, yeah, but I, I also those think are quests, the, but these are you know 
Yeah, but the comedy is the I think the biggest differentiator because it's not. I think I haven't seen them in a very long time. But the other Dungeons and Dragons, like ones that have used that name, they've been super self serious. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that was to yeah. their, well, <laughs> the plots and, you know, all things like that. That was one of the things to their detriment. <laughs> yeah, that was their attempts were at this kind of more dramatic type of yeah, not allowing the fun to be fun. And, like, I laughed out loud several times in this. I couldn't imagine that I would laugh at all. And, I mean, like, <laughs> I just did, including the very end when she's like, Jarnathan. Jonathan, I think it was like screaming yeah, out in the brick wall. When the way that woman delivered the line, yes, it's <laughs> so, so dumb. But so I, I don't yeah. get to see. I not get to. I probably could, but I, I don't end up seeing a lot of like new releases multiple times because I just don't mm-hmm. necessarily have time. I saw this one twice because I was just like, okay, you know, the opportunity yeah. presented itself. But I also was like, I'd go. I wouldn't mind seeing this wife and. When the when the stupid hologram whatever projection Chris Pine like just starts melting, uh, I don't. It was yeah. so dumb, but for so whatever dumb. reason, it just it cracked me up in a way that I I could not stop laughing at it. And even though I knew it was coming when it came out, I was like, oh, yeah. this is delightful. And then the, you know, it the, just was the, it was just stupid. Yeah, yeah. And then like the reggae John Page stuff. You know, because that was that, I was like, that's one where I was like, oh, this is if you know like paladin characters and they're super self serious and all this stuff. It's enhanced, but also just the fact that this character is so stoic compared to everyone else, I thought was great. I thought yeah. the casting was so good of everybody. I did too, and I historically, I'm not, I don't have a problem with them, but I'm not huge on the the Chris Pine train. Like I'm I, not I don't either. really yeah. get it much, no. right? Like I just don't get it. But I thought he was perfect in this. Like I thought he was he was I funny, agree. but he had the he had the charm going, but it was working. And I think that all of them, we talk about this a lot in like romantic comedies and things like that, but I think that all of them had really good chemistry. Yes. Like they played off each other. I thought Justice Smith ended up being the heart of the film. I thought I, he was my favorite. But I thought that they they just all worked really well together and played up each other's strengths, I guess. Yeah. And and I was I just I, I liked them all together and I liked the little team and I want more from the team, which is shocking. I want to I'm, I'm sure you will get more from the, yeah, I'm, I do not, but I, well, good. I thought Mich- yeah, I thought Michelle Rodriguez also showed a lot more range than we've seen yeah. from her of late. And, and maybe it's just the roles that have been, you know, she's chosen to do, but, but you know, when she, she was with the kid and stuff like that, I was like, Oh yeah. Like there's, you know, there's also, it. yeah. Yeah. Hugh Grant. Just perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> Like he, Hugh Grant yeah. has found his stride yes. as yes. psychotic, you know, egomaniac. Because <laughs> did you see Paddington Two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's perfect in that. Like that's that's a perfect yeah. movie, and I will not hear otherwise. But you know, he has <laughs> he has just found this niche that he is so good at that you know. And I think Hugh Grant is actually a good actor. But this is yeah. modern Hugh Grant in this is. I was just like, yes, please more more of this. Yeah, I, I I like that he w- he's willing to do these things and ha- and clearly seems yeah. to have fun with it. And yeah, everyone it, it it that's part of what it was too. Is while watching it, I felt like what was like radiating out was like I was like this had to be a really fun set. Like yeah. it felt because when you get that kind of chemistry on screen and stuff, you know they're friendly outside of it. They're probably having a good right. time, and they're probably a lot of them play have played it before if they didn't before they probably learned to play for the they just I, I wouldn't i couldn't imagine not but, if i was on that set i, no, I probably this, would have learned to play it too <laughs> i don't i don't know about that because my thing about like D is like i feel like it 
it's a game for actors you know it's like people who mm-hmm. want to that's the whole thing it's a role-playing game right and so like you don't yeah. they don't need that's what they do for a living true true they don't, but they don't they don't need the like the rolling of the whatever and the, i mean I'm, they may have done it right yeah. like i'm sure they i'm yeah. sure they you know for pr purposes at least there's a couple you know still shots of them like quietly yeah. somebody I don't, I don't know who the dm was is my question on that one yeah but, but yeah like i you know i i don't think they need to do it because like they're actors right like that is that is totally, the ultimate yeah. advantage to playing dungeons and dragons aside from like the you know mental math being able to deal with encounters <laughs> Sure. Yeah. But it just seems like they, I could just imagine them all being friendly off, off screen and just being, having a good time. And it's like, that's just, it just, when, when you, and I don't know for a fact that that's true, but, but it felt that way. And sometimes you just see a movie and you can feel that and it just makes the whole thing joyous. Like it just was, it was just fun. And it felt like it was long and it felt as if, I don't know, but it felt like the filmmakers made the movie they wanted to make. And Uh aside from the size things, between people yes i will say I mean, most of the effects we can spoil it <laughs> no no I, was, I, was, I just don't know how to say aside from that i felt like most of the effects looked like halfway decent like it, it wasn't i didn't yeah. there weren't you know you weren't fooling me i didn't think that l thing was real and i didn't you know but or like the right, whole right. sequence when um the shapeshifter i forget what she's called but when she was escaping the palace and all that like I wasn't believing those animals were real. Like it didn't look so real, but it, yeah, it that, that, fit. That deer it was, fit. yeah, the deer, the was, deer rough, was rough, but the rat and the, you know, the bird, it, it mostly fit. I felt, and I really appreciated that they, they built, there were a lot of sets and it was like, yeah. I appreciated the costumes and even like Jonathan was like, I mean, largely practical, <laughs> you know, like it, when yeah. he's just standing yeah. there and I, I was like, I love that they were doing that. Cause it, so often I feel like these movies come out and they're just, it's so stale because it's obviously this was super CGI heavy, but they really did seem yeah. to take advantage of practical when they could. Yeah. And or like, worked. you know, there's, there's definitely shots where I was like, oh, that's definitely not Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, but somebody's riding a horse right. on the countryside, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I believe it, you know. Somebody but, somewhere. But yeah, the size, the size difference thing, I, I was a little surprised by how off some of that looked to me because I was like, this is, this has been yeah. perfected many times before. I know (laughs) what is going on here but like you know Bradley Cooper was a surprise (laughs) yeah it took me a minute I was like why and then it I I couldn't figure out I was like is he a big D&D player I you know for whatever reason Vin Diesel would have made more sense to me because Vin Diesel is a huge D&D player and Michelle Rodriguez all this stuff and then I realized I realized it's because the director starred in a I'm assuming it's because the director starred in a show with Bradley Cooper oh so they must be friends maybe yeah, that I watched back in the day and loved. It was based on Anthony Bourdain's life. Oh, okay. okay. Kitchen Confidential. <laughs> I've heard of that. I've it actually had... heard of that. Yeah. yeah. I watched the whole thing. Um, all one <laughs> season of it. But yeah, I, I was just like, oh, okay. This is why I'm assuming he's here. And it's an odd cameo choice. But sure. You yeah. know, it didn't take yeah, away whatever. from He's it. like, I'll yeah. show up for a day. And maybe he really does like playing. And maybe it's fun. And like, I, I don't know. Who yeah. Knows, but it. Yeah, it was it was random. A little convenient. It was again, I this there's nothing about this plot that I feel like tearing apart because it's just meant it's meant to be fun yeah, and there's exciting. no need and to. There yeah. were little twists and turns. But but yeah, the little staff thing was a little like okay convenient here. But oh, was, yeah. that was like the one thing what? that was like really egregiously like, okay. But yeah. You know, I thought some of it was creative too. Like I thought the way that they decided they were gonna sneak into the vault and to go through the pick the frame and all that. I thought like yeah. they they came up with some stuff that would I felt like 
in a fantasy picture, like a fantasy movie you hadn't really seen before for a plot that was kind of a lot of recycled. Like we've seen this movie in ways. Yeah, one hundred. There were yeah. elements. There were elements that I thought were really creative. Yeah, I I truly enjoyed it, and I I you know again to the people who were not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, I just say like don't worry about that part of it. And to the people who yeah. are like super invested, in it, I'm like also don't worry about that part of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter gonna, at all. It's gonna be fine. As, yeah. Aside from Red Wizards and then Paladin, because you said that just now, I yeah. don't even remember what any of them are. Te- oh, yes, he was a sorcerer, right? But I don't, I don't remember what any yeah. of them are called. It didn't matter, <laughs> you well, know. And I'm sure there were you know, so she, many fun nods, you know. But right, she she's matter. a shape like a I can't remember they, they name that, whatever she is. Yeah. They did, and I forgot what it was, but uh, it's a one word thing. But yeah, right. I mean, none of it, it none like, of it really mattered. Right. It's funny because, well, uh, I mean, you know, Chris Pine was a bard and, and it's very funny because if you, if you know, bar, there's like running jokes about bards and they're yeah. kind of the, the foppish, like they're Chris Pine. Chris Pine was a more like yeah. honed in bard, you know, a sharper bard. But, but when I, I remember last Comic-Con, you know, they, they opened up Hall H and they were like the first panel and they were like, Chris Pine is here. And I was like, I bet you Chris Pine is a bard. And then they showed the first footage and it was like, Chris Pine is a bard. Like, and I was like, oh, bard. I, no, but I was like, this is perfect. You know, this is. And yeah. then, uh, you know, they never say it. But Michelle Rodriguez is clearly like a barbarian type character. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, you know, I like that we're not being like the barbarians are blah, blah, blah. She's just like my clan, my whatever. You know, it's it's it, it yeah. didn't bog itself down in trying to, you, you know, explain things that people have enough of a vocabulary around already because we've seen a dozen no, yeah, and the world just felt kind of the world just kind of felt believable, and not to compare yeah. it to something I think is masterful, I guess, but kind of similar to if you were to go in and watch Lord of the Rings, you know, you're watching something that's high fantasy, but you don't have to have previous right. knowledge of what a Hobbit is and what a, <laughs> a high elf and a wizard and there's just wood elf and all. It doesn't matter, you know. Like they they tell you what right. you need to know in the film, and you you understand it. And right. And you can, again, you get to fill it, in the details or it enhances it, but it's not going to be preventative sure. or like yeah. gatekeeping of people. So, well, exactly. Yeah, I'm, and I'm that's glad the thing is, they were, they were, me too. Well, there were plenty of little like creature things that it would, you know, like the little mousy type things that were fighting over something. Like they would just show you in the background or as it would be panning out. Yeah. And I'm sure for the fans of the game who are like really invested in this, I'm sure there were a lot of moments of like, oh, hey, look, it's a, yeah, whatever, the whatever those birds were, that, you know, that she turns into yeah, at one point. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there were plenty of, of opportunities for all kinds of things they were throwing in there. Or even just like when they save the the, the cat person from the fish <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, right. you know, he's like, oh, it's not the first <laughs> cat I pulled out of the fish's mouth. I'm sure that's a being there, though, that you can play right. or, you know, that of, was you one. Know? That was one practical moment that I was like, yeah. <laughs> When, she, when she's holding it in there, like, and the, it was like so matro- like, animatronic. Yeah, it was, like, I was just Ooh. like, "Can we not?" Like, again, talk about technologies that have been effectively little, perfected. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, was, it wasn't even a real like, anyway. But uh, you know, we're, know, we're picking at like just, silly. Right, yeah, things. I just yeah. Ex- yeah, I accepted all of it because it just it it just was it felt self aware in the best way. Where it just knew it knows what it is, and it's just yeah. being that. <laughs> and you got to applaud yes. it. I don't know. I had a good time. Yeah. I'm delighted. So usually, usually, yeah. Usually, when I'm like, please go see this thing. Yeah. Well, listen. I tell people, and some down. some people don't believe me because I'll like I'll be dreading seeing something and I come out and I hate it. But like, I genuinely want 
to like everything oh, I watch. Of course, you know what I mean. Like we spend so much time people. and money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I want to. I want to come out of it being like this. Like this was the best because I again got our expectations and I went in and I came out and I was like I was happy the rest of the day and I was like I would watch that again. Like I just I really enjoyed it. I texted people about it. <laughs> I was oh like, wow! A couple of friends. I even texted my sister. I was like because I had told my sister that I was going to I was going to have to see it and I was just like oh I'm dreading watching Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah. I'm going to do it. Whatever. And then she hadn't said one way or the other how she felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came out and I was just like, oh my God, it was actually really fun. And I texted my couple <laughs> friends that I was like, have you seen it? Because I think you'd like it. And they had and they mm. loved it. So I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would say the majority of my social circle who were interested in it are already D&D players. And I had, it was more of like a reassurance. I was like, it's good. You're yeah. going to have a good time. Like, don't stress out about it. It's going to be fine. Like, but you know, everybody else I encouraged to see it. But yeah. Oh, yay. I'm glad. But it's it's kind of like you said, it's a perfect recipe that you play. If Even if you love the game, you just, you, there's no story to be like, well, they didn't adapt this correctly. Like you could be right, exactly. disappointed by like, you want to see more of this kind of character or you want this, but really it's more just kind of like, oh, I hope this happens in the future rather than, you know, yeah. didn't happen here. Actually, sorry. The one thing I said, the, the <laughs> weakest CG to me was that, <laughs> was that fat dragon. Oh, okay. I was just, I was just like, what is happening here? I know, but he was, it was cute, or the, she this, was cute the, or whatever. Yeah, the design of it was just like I was like, yeah. I you're trying to go somewhere between. It looked like like an Eric Goldberg drawn crocodile, like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Sm- yeah. Smushed into, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, thing. I know what you're doing, and you're going for yeah. like the pudgy joke, but yeah, <laughs> it's but not. It was, like, meta- the physics of this is not like. <laughs> it was like rolling down the hill though, and it was just so happy to be eating everybody, and I was like, I love this yeah. guy. <laughs> but yeah but i mean it was it was fine but i was still just like i was like it's uh, its features were so small and i was just like Uh. (laughs) i know that's minor that's minor but i felt seen you know yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) like you know been there no that was this is fun yeah all right. Well, moving on to another. Now, this is what I will ask. Did I make you watch this or were you going to watch this anyway? And that is Tetris. That I was going to watch anyway. Okay. I don't I don't know. I didn't have like a plan for when. So I might yeah. have watched it sooner. But I. But sure. I, because of, and yeah. how did you feel about that one? I ended up enjoying it. I was really? kind of surprised. Yeah. I, I will say when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was a show. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I just remember kind of feeling like. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the whole story. I didn't know the story, but I was like, does this yeah. need a show? Because we're in this world where like some things get adapted to a show where it's like, come on, let's just make this a movie. And then sometimes by yeah. show, you know, sometimes it'd be better. Right. But the first like 20 minutes or so, I was a little like, oh no, this is one of those kind of like, we're just going to gloss, we're going to move real fast and just gloss over all these plot points without really showing any emotion or scenes around how mm-hmm. it's happening. But then once he got to Moscow, mm. I felt like it got really interesting for me. Okay. But yeah. what you think? I maybe I had too high of expectations for it. I didn't dislike it, but I and I didn't know the story of it. So I, I neither, you know, yeah. I, I like video game history and I <laughs> so dorky. I like as evidence from my conversation about like, oh, well, those is the coast IP and blah, 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 blah. You know, I like IP conversations and I mm-hmm. like I like contracts and like I find, yeah. I guess, business stuff like that fascinating. And so for me. I got a little lost when they tried to be a bit too spy thrillery. And I mm. I acknowledge that maybe for the characters at the time it felt like that, but felt that way. Yeah. I never felt like they were in danger is the mm. the thing. Be- and partially because well, it was like, you know, even though I didn't know the story, I 
no Tetris made it out. So yeah. something yeah. okay happened. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I feel similarly about about I find contracts and IP stuff. I find that stuff interesting. Yeah. And the rights and how it all works. And I remember it's funny because I, I had a I had this Game Boy when I was really young. I had appendicitis and I was in the hospital and my uncle bought it for me, I remember. Uh-huh. And it came with and it came with Tetris. So I remember yeah. when watching this, I was like, when I realized that was like what was going on here, I was like, oh, okay, so I know this works out, but also like, oh, how fun! Like I benefited from this, <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. four years later, like, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, so it was kind of cool to to be watching this thing that I remember, you know, having the effects of as a kid, I guess. But yeah. and I still have that Game Boy too. I don't know if it works, oh, but damn. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> I Make just, sure I'm you take the batteries out so it doesn't like. Yeah, I don't think it has yeah. any in there, but yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so that was interesting to see. But then I texted my one friend about it because I was like, oh, I think you'll like this. And so I was like, have you watched that yet? And he hadn't, but then he did. And he and he said to me, and he's like our age-ish as well. And he was like, yeah, he's like, it's funny. I remember when I was a teenager hearing that Tetris almost started World War III. <laughs> and, oh. and he was like, but I was like, oh, whatever. And then, I, and then it, it triggered this thing in my head where I was like, oh my God, I remember that too. Like I remember like, there was a thing, people talking about it, whatever. And I remember like there was an article or something happened and it was like late nineties. And I remember hearing that like, Oh yeah, Tetris almost led to blah, blah. And I, I never looked into what that meant, Yeah, but I was watching this kind of like, Holy crap. It kind of did. If, if this is all to be believed, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, especially more than you think for a video game, you know? Right, right, right. It's not that I didn't believe the stakes and the circumstances of it. Mm -hmm. I just felt like the way it was presented to me was a little over dramatized. And I also yeah. think like I never felt like Taryn Edgerton's character is was ever not like disgustingly optimistic. And I needed that character to go through like a lower level. And I get I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a couple a week or two since I've seen it. So maybe he did, but it was not a memorable, you know, character arc or low. I almost feel like you can kind of see the stu- the notes from the studio like while watching this that they want that they were like, wait, no, we need to go back and make make the make it such a big deal that he's letting his daughters down or, and make it this big deal like they were trying to kind of add more into like the disappointments that he's being flooded with so that you can see when it give him that breakdown where he's upset when they're going to lose everything but it felt like the original draft of the script didn't have all that like you know it yeah, felt like yeah. it was like because you just so i agree with that totally because he he was so one note for yes it was it. it was relentless like western optimism basically yeah but yeah. I will say I, I'm a I'm a fan of Terrans and man I I think as an actor he's one of those weird ones where he always looks like himself but his voice is so to me like unrecognized he can just change his voice to be what like this with Blackbird with Kingsman with Elton John with Rocketman yeah it's like he just like and none of it sounds like he really does I mean he's British and he's like you know but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he just. But like, if you if I were to close my eyes and listen to him talking in this show, I never could have told you that was Taron Edgerton. Yeah, he's this weird thing he can do. I don't know. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a good he's 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 a good voice actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. And, and yeah, and and he was the guy. He wasn't he? The, he's the gorilla in Sing, I think. Right. So yes, he is. So he yeah. has done that, but he yeah. but he could do more of that. I think he's he's yeah. very talented. No, he he is. Uh, I I I think again, I think he's a very good actor as well. I just don't think this was like the strongest, and maybe the the again the writing. Like I thought he was amazing mm-hmm. in Blackbird, but the the writing oh, for yeah. this, you know, it was just a bit more surface level. And mm-hmm. I think, like you said, some of the stuff felt shoehorned in. I liked the him getting along with the you know other the programmer guy <laughs> when when suddenly out of nowhere he's like, oh my god, it's like 
you know, this and that. And, you know, and then I, I guess later I was like, oh, I guess he is a programmer. But they don't, they, you know, he just comes off as right. a salesman so heavily in the beginning that it felt like very shoehorned in again. When yeah. I, <laughs> it was just like, like, as like a reminder. Why yeah. would he know that? information and then I, I maybe i was like wikipediaing him and i was like oh i guess he he was a legitimate software engineer or a programmer so fine yeah right. whatever but yeah whatever he can have it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no yeah no I, and I, I agree with that stuff i think i enjoyed it well enough i was more entertained than i imagine a story about getting the sure. rights to package tetris with a game boy would be and i think thinking it was a show before it came out i have this weird bias I think that goes into my head when I'm going into like watching a movie direct to these streaming services because often I just feel like they don't they feel yeah, like no, movies that yeah. weren't there because they didn't they weren't going to do well in the theater yeah like I know it's not always the case but it feels like that no I think this would have been a tougher one to watch in a theater like I don't I th probably don't think yeah but, forgiving. yeah but I think that I I think that it also enhances when it when it is better than I expected that way I was like oh I enjoyed it and I was like you know yeah and, yeah you know my, my thing was, I was like, I can't find a reason not to watch it necessarily, but I'm not like running out to be like, oh my God, you got to watch Tetris. Sure. Yeah. And, and it will be an interesting conversation because uh, hopefully we will watch a, another movie next week that is about, uh, you know, also contracts and marketing and signing and IP and oh, stuff okay. like that. And I was just like, dang it. I really liked this. And I didn't want to like it as much as I did. So, and, and that's okay, air, okay. Um, just to, you uh, know, oh, yeah, to, yeah. it's not a spoiler, okay. but yeah, I was just like, I've heard airs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like yeah. yeah so we'll 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 have to compare and contrast when it comes down to yeah, that yeah no, that'll be that'll be an interesting thing but to... i also did you find the 8-bit stuff a little gimmicky by the end i did i yeah it's funny like halfway through i was okay with it at first i was like oh this is distracting and then halfway through i was like okay I, it's cute i get what you're doing and yeah. by the end it was like okay so come on <laughs> yeah move, <laughs> move along move along yeah like <laughs> i was like the fact that i was that, that i was focusing enough on it to have opinions on it about it throughout was like yeah. this is actually distracting like you don't need this yeah but i thought the soundtrack was kind of fun so i, I feel like you could have had that that eight bit like the soundtrack stuff you were doing you could have had that going on and that's uh -huh. enough of a nod without having to give us those visuals yeah i i just felt like i was like they didn't know how to tell this part of the story <laughs> so yeah they were like these cartoons will do it for you yeah right but i did think all of the actors at least from my, as far as i can remember that played uh the the russians in moscow i thought they were all very strong too oh yeah and, and it's funny because the one guy who was i i so when i was watching this i i by the end of it i was like why do i feel the need right now to watch V for Vendetta. And I, I love V for Vendetta, uh -huh. but I have no idea what that would have to do with this movie. And I was like, why, why, why do I feel this like definite need? And uh -huh. I had to, and I did watch it. And it's because the guy for the, the father, the one who didn't have the money and lost everything. I can't remember his name or the actor's name, but the, the, the bad guys basically that were trying to steal. And it was the son and the dad. Oh, the British guys. The British, yeah. Yeah. The dad, I can't remember what company they were, but the dad. Yeah is Louis Prothero in V for Vendetta, who's the one spouting all the, like, Oh, like the rhetoric. And yeah. so, and it's funny that because makes he, okay. while I'm sitting here talking about Taron Edgerton, is like, oh, his voice, it just disappears for me. Like, that guy, I was like, his face to me looks totally different. He's, you know, he's aged a little bit. He's put on some pounds, yeah. whatever. I don't know what it is. But he's just, he looks different than he did in V for Vendetta. But the voice, you cannot. Like, it is just dead ringer. I was like, and I couldn't, I, for some reason, I just wasn't thinking it, but it made yeah. me need to watch V for Vendetta. Okay. <laughs> I thought, but again, that's like, I, he was they great. Were, yeah. They were their own story that I was like, how did this, you know, like million, billion, a billion dollars. And like, you know, I, I thought I was like, that's an interesting story. Like we're, we're, we're yeah. glossing over a lot of this. 
it's almost like there was more story that could have been had, and it's like, well, again, I'm not saying it needs to be a whole show, but I was like, maybe this is maybe like it should be a series, series or something. Yeah. Like maybe it's a maybe there's more to it that actually could have fleshed this out enough to be a miniseries. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I, you know, it, again, story wise, it could have been yeah, it could have been tightened and written better, but story wise, much more interesting of a story than I would have imagined it could have been. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give it that. That was surprising. All right. Well, we're watching what? What else have we been watching? Well, something else that you had brought to my attention that I'm not sure I even really knew was Swarm on Prime. Oh, yes. And I'm loving it, actually. Uh, I, yes, the discourse has gotten very aggressive around it. But... Oh, has it? I, I, see, yeah. I know nothing. And I, I, I think you had mentioned it at one point, and then I, I had thought, oh, okay, yeah, I can watch Swarm, not really even knowing what it was. And you're like, well, it's like, a full-on eight-episode show or something, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I, I need some time." But I, no, yeah, but but I, but I, I, that just shows I didn't even realize it was a show. I just didn't even know what it was. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm finding the talent in it really great, like mm-hmm. especially the lead. She's incredible, and I and I, I'm very invested. It's gritty and dark, and I just I didn't expect it to be like that. And it it is such a commentary on toxic fandom though you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah. it really is yeah. that that exists beyond I mean I know it's kind of like very loose loosely not loosely very Beyonce here but yeah you know it's like insert pop star insert rock star insert anything, well, you know I mean, mean? Like, the, there's well, like a, a, an echelon of <laughs> I will say yeah I have yeah. actually I actually one time was baited Murdered into someone a for fight. No. <laughs> yes exactly no I actually once I was baited into a fight with somebody because I had said like I didn't think Beyonce was like the goddess of our universe and like it essentially was like very I'm gonna have to cut that line person. out we're gonna get the, so. the algorithm is gonna find- <laughs> yeah don't come for me don't at me no but but yeah, I what yeah. I just mean I did I so that is I I do take my statement back that there is a, a specific level of toxicity that I do think comes with the fandom but I do think that even if you take that extreme case and were to just pretend that didn't exist I still think this is a very extreme kind of satire about the intensity that comes with like toxic fandom for any sort yeah, of yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, wow. Yeah. So I, I love that about it as a, as a huge yeah. fan of a lot of things. It's uh, you know, it's I've very intense. Yes. It's, them, it's a, but... <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and so that was, that was a, a surprise. And so I'm enjoying that. I'm kind of taking my time with it. I don't know. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where I'll watch an episode and then put it away for a second and then go back to it. So I'm about halfway through it, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, interesting. I took a different approach and I went, you put it all in my eyeballs now. <laughs> you just did it all. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to get it over with now. I just know what happens. Well, I, it's more like I need to yeah. know what happens. Yeah. yeah. Did it, was it a little gory for you? Like a little brutal? Because I, I thought it doesn't really mean A little bit, yeah. Like it's pretty, pretty yeah. graphic. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting it to take the, the twists and turns that it did. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then I watched Moving On, which I think you saw as well, which was a yes. disappointment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fine. It was perfectly fine. I didn't. I didn't yeah. have issues, but I. No, I. Th- it felt like there was so much more potential to tap into. It is funny because, like, watching it on the tail of eighty for Brady, my big thing I was like, "Well, we did mm-hmm. want a crime caper with them. This isn't exactly what I asked for." Well, what's funny is if you if you gave me the synopsis of both those films and I said choose one, I would have chosen Moving On, but really that's yeah. not the truth. I mean, it's not the reality of what we got, you know. Right. Um, eighty for Brady. I mean, I wanted to see it because of the cast, and, but. You tell me that on paper, and you don't tell me who's in it. I'm not really interested in the film, but right. I 
thought it was delightful. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this I thought had more potential, and so that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, I could watch, I think we're in the same boat, I could watch those two read from the dictionary probably yeah. and find it entertaining. So, 100%. Yeah. 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 I watched Air, which we'll talk about hopefully at some point. I watched 1001, which oh, is a new movie. It It's good. It's just really tough. It's yeah. like, a, it, you know, it's a hard movie. And I was just like, I don't, you know, I don't know who I'd I, I think you'd enjoy it. Not in a bad way. You know, I think you have like the emotional yeah. capacity to enjoy, like appreciate it. But it's not one that I'm like, ooh, I think a lot of general audience. It's also, it's strange to come out in late March, April, basically, because it's it's very, it feels very awards worthy. I think Tayonda Taylor, mm-hmm. who stars in it, is spectacular in it. But yeah, she's I, I guess as we saw from last year with Everything Everywhere or even the year prior with Coda, like you no longer have to come out at the end of the year in order to be, <laughs> you know, it's an true. awards contender. So but it, it is like just subject matter wise, pretty brutal. Heavy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're much more brutal, but it's just like it's a it's almost a, a draining brutal. Yeah, I was gonna say there are some films that I, I got that from the trailer where there are some films that you just know like okay, I'm not gonna come out of this with a smile on my face, like it's right, like, you exactly, know, and, that's a, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. But you want to be in a headspace to do it, and sometimes exactly you're not moved. Yeah, and then I watched a rom com. I think it's a rom com technically called Rye Lane, which is on Hulu, which is cute. Okay, so um, okay. yeah, it's, it's just like a meet cute extended thing. Oh, the other thing I watched, <laughs> I you heard of Extraordinary? I can't say off the top of my head if I have. I don't think it's anyone we particularly know. Um, the 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 person who created it is called Emma Morin, and basically the premise is, it's it's a British show, but it's on Hulu, and you know, in a world like it's a world where everyone ends up with superpowers. Oh, and, but the oh, protagonist. Okay. I, I, I got like a sponsored ad or something like that for it. It's like, animated, oh, right? No, no, it's a uh, live it's action. Not? Okay, okay. Yeah, but I I enjoyed it. You know, the the superpower parts of it are not like the effects are not the focus of it so they're a little like cheesier but it you know it centers around this one woman who like does not have powers and so you know and she's she's not like i'm not gonna say she's a bad person but she's she's a three-dimensional character you know she is not a perfect person and so i i found it very amusing i i blazed through it uh it's not a long Mm -hmm. series either but i guess it came out in january i was just like oh really i enjoyed this it's like it's like it's like in kanto Yes, yes, yes. It came yeah, out of nowhere. I don't think it's going to yeah. do anywhere near. Uh, you know, may, for for their own. I hope they go, get some fraction of Encanto's success. Yeah, yeah. like successes yeah. for it. Yeah, and then yeah, I'll have to check the it out. I season. saw like a still for it, and for some reason, it looked animated to me. But it must be. It must be. It, it's possible that like you know, there's what. But uh, and then the new season of Love Is Blind. <laughs> Terrible. Oh yeah, I heard that it. was out. <laughs> Dumpster yeah. fire, but you gotta, you can't look away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's yeah, funny. that's yeah, interesting. No, no. Oh, we're yeah, in, the, we're in a weird time of year. Yeah, I was gonna say the other thing I have been watching, and I can't say I like recommend it, but I don't say like, oh, run away. I don't know. Is extrapolations? Uh-huh. Have you tried that on Apple TV? You know, I tried the first one, yeah, and I couldn't do it because I was like, oh, it's like watching the news. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was gonna know, say the it's, news it, in the, the reason it came, it came to mind because when we were talking about a thousand and one, I just obviously very different, but it just was. Yes, it's yeah. It's depressing as hell. Some of it's so heavy handed and a little preachy, but at the same time, it's very kind of like, oh, like this is so depressing. Like I never, you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting though, because every episode is kind of standalone. They all are, you have the same main players moving through, but Mm -hmm. 
there's all these big stars in it, but they're all like in one episode. Like Meryl Streep was in one, and David Schwimmer's in one, and then right, you know, right, right. all these different people. It's and a little poker face in see, that sense. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of episodic yeah. in that way, but then it is all feeding into that big story. But yeah, when you look at it, you say, well, the whole story is about how we're destroying the planet, and we're having a look at this is how it's destroyed. And one of the episodes you're getting into, like, it's it's a synagogue for Jewish yeah. worship. Uh, or a okay, temple, yeah, yeah. 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 Or a temple, yeah, a temple. And so you, you get into this like point where it's like that the government is granting relocations higher up for certain buildings, uh-huh. and everyone's fighting for like, oh, can we whatever? And so the 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 temple, it's like we're trying to, oh, can we get this safe? Because there's like everywhere you go, it's like three feet of water you're walking in because everything's the water levels are rising. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and the Christian church gets saved, but that one doesn't, and and it, and it's mm. like the government kind of like making their decision. So it's like. It's just depressing because we've destroyed the planet, but it's also depressing in the like the inequities that that we have already. Seeing yeah. how those are like playing out, so it's like it's it's heavy, and it's not like the most amazingly written show, but I'm I'm like intrigued by it. I don't know. No, that's fair. I I again, I tried to watch one, and I was just like in not a great place, uh, a good enough place yeah. to be watching it. But yeah, I don't blame. It you. does remind me though. I did watch the Big Door Prize, which we might talk about at some point. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it it's it's a comedy okay. technically but it's it's got you know it's got some you know more serious themes to it but uh i i struggled because like i i've said this before i don't know if the show itself elicited the response in me that it, you know it was deserving of the show and it was or just like i was going through my own existential crisis at the time or i'm like still going through but you know, the the premise behind it is this like machine shows up in a small town and it prints out your life's potential on a little card and like tells it to you you know, and like what that's based on, what you know, there's a bunch of things, but people take it very seriously. And I was having this moment of like, oh my God, am I living up to my, what, 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 you know, like, I don't think I, what is going on here, you know? And so I actually like stopped for the, the first three episodes were out, but I, I stopped. I was like, I don't know if I can handle this, you know, like introspective, what am I doing yeah. with my life moment? And then I watched the entirety of it that was available to me in one go. And I was like, okay, okay never mind. I really like this. But, you know, it's not, again, it's not the greatest actually thinking but i would left it wanting more and it's it's based on a book okay. apparently so you know i i liked the questions it made me ask okay yeah and no, I'm, I'm i definitely want to watch it i've been looking forward to that one yeah but cool all right well thank y'all yes thank you a huge thank you to matt and now a couple of quick follow-up points so this probably actually could be its own episode but i'm going to try and summarize what's going on with wizards of the coast and uh how they're dealing with creators and licensees and etc so this all centers around a thing called the open game license which is an agreement by wizards of the coast who bought dungeons and dragons back in 1997 and then in 1999 wizards of the coast was acquired by hasbro so hasbro technically owns DD right now but This agreement grants anyone the ability to freely use parts of the D&D game system and setting to make their own content. There are, of course, limits, and it seems to get updated with various editions of the game. It got introduced in the third edition. People didn't like the updates they made for the fourth edition. The fifth edition kind of went back to the third edition. It's a whole thing. But then in January of 2023, there was a leak of an updated open game license, which reportedly granted Wizards the right to use any content created by third parties under the open game license as they saw fit, and it would have supposedly implemented a royalty to creators who made over $750,000 from the license. In the current edition, you know, developers, publishers, and content creators don't pay royalties for the materials in the systems and the reference document, which basically is a way of saying, you know, if they're using the game system, they aren't paying royalties for it, which 
based on the existing agreement, it, you know, is, is fair. And it also sounds like there's a new clause in this 1.1 version of the open game license that would have basically nullified previous versions, making everything published prior subject to the new agreement. As you can imagine, people were very pissed. You know, they said it was leaked and not final. It's still ongoing. There's not a resolution to it. But that is why people were upset at or are upset at Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. It does not seem to have impacted the film. So then the question is, what is the girl in D&D? Doric is the character's name, and she's a tiefling, which is apparently a race whose human ancestors made a bargain with devils in order to increase their powers. The game versions seem much more demonic, and they aren't necessarily default shapeshifters. You know, they do have the horns and the tail, but they they are illustrated as pretty devilish and, and you know, heavier features and stuff like that. So... The film did not really go into the backstory of that. They just kind of glossed over it, but such is their right. And then in a, a just a funny little twist of fate that we're pointing out, the day after we recorded this, the D&D movie released a featurette that was supposedly pre-production day one, and it's them playing Dungeons & Dragons at a table, and it feels very PR-y, but, you know, they, they did at least have one session of it. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.